Oh my gosh, it's a Sunday night episode of... Oh, that was pitchy. Teps Talks, the premier useless podcast. Welcome one, welcome all. Weekends, I'm usually taking a break from podcasting. Uh, scratch that, I'm usually not driving to work on weekends, so I don't even record a podcast because I'm too busy wasting my time watching things like Big Mouth and comedy specials on Netflix all day. Also, watching The Great British Baking Show, and if you haven't watched that, well, I think you should, because it's a great show. However, whatever season I'm on, don't even know the number, Stacy keeps coming in second class place, and she just needs to go home already, because she is obviously the least competent baker in that tent. She just happens to do barely better than one person who has an off week. So that person that has the off week goes home every week. <sighs> anyway, that's what I've been doing all day. But my wife is taking a bath, and you know what that means. When the wife's taking a bath, the husband, which is me, is doing a podcast. And I'm already a minute and ten seconds into this and haven't even talked about anything relevant or talked about the thing that I want to talk about. And I think that's pretty great. I think that it is fantastic that I can rant about things before I get into the thing I actually wanted to talk about because I'm just that petty about the Great British Baking Show. Because it's a fine piece of classic television. And Netflix is a great platform. And I like what they're doing over there. However, I just want Stacy to go home. And I'm going to be bitter about that until the day she goes home. And I hope whatever ne- episode is next is the one she leaves on. Gosh. Anyway. You ever, you ever think like, okay, what in... What was the event in my life and the life of my good friend that made us really good friends? What was that situation that brought us together and took us from just mere acquaintances, uh, mere peers, and made us really good friends? Where I was like, yo, I like this guy. Well, there were probably many moments for me and my friend Nick, but... I think this was what put the final nail into the coffin. And I know that's usually a negative expression, but it put the final the final piece of the puzzle into mine and Nick's friendship. Now, I don't know if I've talked about Nick on this podcast before, but here's here's the introduction. Here's the thick and thin of this guy named Nick. And I asked my wife, I was like, hey babe, if you're in the bath, what's a funny story to tell? And she's like, oh, tell the one about Nick and Catherine. I'm I'm using real names here, so hopefully neither of them freaking figure out or listen to this. Actually, I don't care if Nick does. I don't care if Catherine does either. Oh well. <laughs> I'll cross those consequences when I get there and that bridge. And that day will probably never come. So, I'm dating this girl. Her name's Catherine, right? I'm a... I'm a Jew... Oh, shoot. I'm a senior. I'm a senior in high school. Yes, this sounds correct. I'm a senior in high school. I'm dating this girl named Catherine. She had... Just recently turned 16, so... But she was... No. She... 
I don't know. She was really young for her age. Let's just put that out there for her grade. Like, she was one of the youngest in her grades. But she was a junior, and I was a senior. So not that weird. I was 17. She had just turned 16. Anyway, I don't care about these details. They're not important. But anyway, so I am Catherine's first boyfriend, right? Uh, The first person she has dated. And... (laughs) Oh, good thing she started on a low note. And it could only get better for her from there, because... <laughs> senior year, Jason wasn't the coolest, best boyfriend to the two girlfriends he had senior year. One was the beginning. One was like the first semester, one was the second semester. I'm getting off on tangents. Anyway, I'm I'm dating this girl named Catherine, and... Let me be upfront. Catherine's parents are probably the worst people I've ever met in my life. Not because they do bad things, but because they got sticks shoved so far up their butts that I just couldn't handle it. And me, I am a loosey-goosey, free-spirited, like, just go with the flow, man. It's going to be okay, man. Like, nothing's that important, especially when you're in high school, man. But, I mean, one, Catherine was, still probably is, like, a achieve-it-all, gotta-get-it-all, you know, pretty sure a 4-0 student, at least all through high school. Don't know about her in college. Whatever, she's married now. Uh, was, like, drill team and punctual and extracurriculars and this and that. Which I liked. I was like, wow, here is this woman in high school just achieving to the best of her ability. I hated her parents, though, because this chick had so much stress in her life. Just beyond stress. Like, so much stress that her muscles had in her back just... It was nothing but knots. Like, one time, I, as a good boyfriend, was like, Hey, let me give you, like, a slight massage, you know? Rub your back a little bit because I'm gentlemanly and I'm romantic and that's what good boyfriends do. And she freaked out because she's like, no, it's going to hurt too much. And I'm like, Don't, that's kind of like the point of a massage. Just like work out the knots, you know. It relaxes you, it loosens you up. And Nope, she had been so stressed for so long and so much that the knots were so developed that she could not handle any... Like, the pain caused from trying, from somebody trying to rub out these knots. And she's in high school. Like, anyway, lovely lady. Just, I think her parents put way too much stress on her. So, I'm sitting here like, okay, look, don't get mad at me for just being a high school guy I feel like I respected her, right? I didn't take her on enough dates as she wanted me to. I was one of those guys. It's like, let's just hang out, have fun with friends, just chill. I was super cheap, so I didn't want to pay for activities. <laughs> I think that was a lot of it. It's like, I don't I don't want to pay money for somebody I'm not going to marry. Ugh, what a waste. So I... I'm sitting there, and she comes up to me one day, and she's like, Hey, 
my parents say that I need to go on dates with other people than just you. And I'm like, that's funny because we hardly, like, go on dates. We just hang out. I know, I'm a real romantic. But anyway, she's like, yeah, I mean, I just don't want you to feel offended or anything because we're kind of dating and... But my parents say I can't go on a date with you or hang out with you until I go on dates with at least another person. So I'm like, one, I hate your parents. They sound like, and I've met them, they are awful people. Two, you know what? That's okay. Like, I get it. I get that you have awful parents. And I get that you want to be a good daughter and please them and you don't want to have any more strife than what I already know there is in that relationship like yeah go for it go on a date with another person like have fun we're in high school none of this freaking matters I'm a pretty chill dude so I'm sitting there and I tell my friend Nick this dilemma I'm having right and Nick and I were already good friends right we're we're already good friends so Nick was like, hey man, I got you. I'll just take her out on a date. And I'm like, no Nick, I know you. You'll try and kiss my girlfriend. Because I know you kind of have a crush on her. And he's like, nah man, friend to friend, bro to bro. I'll go on a date with her. You know, it'll appease her parents that she went on a date with somebody else. We'll be good. And I'm like... Okay, Nick, but I know you. You're going to try and pull something. He's like, nah, man. And I'm like, okay, Nick. Okay. So, uh, they went out on a date. Mind you, this is like two days before my birthday. Sometime in December, right around my birthday. And that date... Or that night, you know, they went on their date. I don't know what they went and did at the time. I know now. It's around 10 or so. And, uh, I get a text. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, okay, what? And she's like, I kissed Nick. So then I text Nick, and I was like, you kissed my girlfriend? And apparently, like... (laughs) apparently Nick drops her off and then she immediately texts me and I immediately text Nick and he's like uh so I hear both sides of their story and she was like yeah he was like kind of challenging me and Nick was like okay here's what happened I I brought up the notion, uh, like, I brought up the idea, like, oh, it'd be funny if we kissed or whatever, and then she was like, you wouldn't, and I was like, this is Nick speaking, I was like, oh, I would, you know, challenge accepted, and I was like, dang it, Nick, I knew, I knew if you guys went on a date, you would, you would kiss her, I knew it, so, you know, I shot myself in the foot on that one. Like, I saw it coming from a mile away and let it happen. And here's the thing. Nick liked her. 
and she liked Nick. You know, they both did debate, and she just liked the Nick's mind because Nick has a very unique, well-spoken mind, uh, an intellectual of sorts, right? And she digged it, and like, oh, she went crazy over debate. I can't stand it. You know, to this day, it kind of surprises me that we ever went out. We're like polar opposite people. But, so I'm sitting there, and I'm like, okay, well, whatever. Like, okay, cool. (laughs) She's like, are you mad? And I'm like, no. We're in high school. Literally nothing matters. And Nick was like, bro, like, I'm sorry, are you mad? And I'm like, no. We're in high school. Literally nothing matters. So I was like, no, you know, I'm fine. Catherine felt bad, Nick felt bad, and I'm like, you know, it's whatever. So, a couple days pass. I'm like, yo, Nick, let's, let's hang out, come over to my place. We'll play some Xbox. I don't know, we'll do guy stuff. And I guess he was pretty nervous to come over to my house after that situation. And I guess this is this is how he says it. He timidly knocks on the door. And I remember this. I open the door. I'm eating golden grams. And I'm like, what's up, dude? Come in. And that caught him so off guard. He was dumbfounded by how lackadaisical I was and honestly like I wasn't mad like I, I didn't care we were in high school literally nothing mattered and I was like yeah okay sure you kissed her you know she's kind of my girlfriend like whatever I don't care and I honestly didn't care I was like life will go on we will all move on it's like am I married to her now no is he married to her now no <laughs> Like, we don't even talk to her anymore. It was high school. Literally nothing mattered. So, he was nervous. But I had a plan. Well, Jason, I thought you didn't care. I didn't care. I don't care. I didn't care. But, I also know, hey, I have some grounds here. So, I was formulating a plan. Little did Nick know... He thought he was safe, but no, I was scheming. So, a couple days go by. I'm cool as a cucumber. Da-da-da-da, we're good, we're good. A month goes by. Nick's like, huh, I guess you really was okay. You know, Catherine and I, still dating. Two months go by. Nick is cool as a cucumber now. He's like, wow. Jason's so rad. Like, we we're good. We're good friends. Like we're 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 homies. No, nothing came between us. Like we're real bros. And I was like, yes, Nick, we are. However, I'm scheming. I wasn't scheming. I already had the idea, but I was waiting. So two months had gone by. And I'm chilling there. Nick and I are chilling there, just in my kitchen. I might have another bowl of cereal in my hands. I don't know. Back in those days, I was really into Golden Grams. Not so much anymore, but I was. And we're just standing in my kitchen talking. 
And then out of nowhere, I wind up, boom, back of my hand, across his cheek. Just out of nowhere. It was silent. We weren't doing anything. Bam, slapped. And he was like, what was that for? And I look him dead in the eyes. And I was like, that's for kissing my girlfriend. Now we're good. And he's like, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> and that was just like, boom. The back of my hand was like driving that last piece of the puzzle, that last nail into our friendship. And I was like, we're cool. We're homies now. You know, Nick and Jason, ride or die. Ugh. And yeah, that that was honestly it. He kissed my girlfriend. Two months later, I pimp slapped him. And then a couple days later, Catherine and I broke up. For extenuating circumstances. Which, in my defense, I got my appendix out and was still recovering over Valentine's Day. Not my fault I didn't get her anything. <sighs> it was... At that point, the relationship had spiraled out of control, and we needed to break up. But, you know, as is high school, and now Nick and I, still homies to this day. I think that's the only time I've really slapped him. But, I mean, he kissed my girlfriend, so... What does he expect? And he was sitting there, and he, after I slapped him, and I was like, that's for kissing my girlfriend. He was like, oh, dude, like, I've been worrying for two whole months. Like, when I told you about that, and he was just kind of giving me the details of his thought process, and he's like, and I came over that first time after it happened, and you just answered the door just eating a bowl of cereal, and were so chill, that scared me. I was like, what is happening? He should be mad. And he's like, the fact that you were so calm was terrifying. And I was like, Nick, I am the master commander. Like, I am the best at this game. You can't outsport me here. See, you, you just go straight in for, you know, the empty net one point at a time. See, me, I wait. And I line up the perfect shot. Boom. Bullseye. You're sitting there just spraying, spraying a machine gun, hoping to hit something, and I'm sitting up, lining up a sniper shot. Takes out my target. Two months in the waiting that slap was. And boy did it feel so good. And that was a pivotal moment. Just one of the many pivotal moments in Nick and mine's friendship. One of those things that really bring two guys together. Because that's how guys work. They just duke it out for a little bit. One kisses another's girlfriend. A punch is thrown. They're good. It's how life should be. But sometimes you just you gotta you gotta be like the hunter. Calm, cool, and collected. When when people are going out in the woods, hunter gatherers, back in the roots, our hands ancestors they plotted their kills. They mapped things out methodically. They used 
things to their advantage. They hid and laid in wait. Waited for the perfect moment the animal would take its guard down and then they pounced. They, they line up. You mask your scent. You always stay downwind from the deer. You don't make any sound. You don't let it know that you're in the area. Your presence is none. You line up that scope. You let that deer or that elk get nice and relaxed. Bam! They didn't see it coming. And always be ethical and try and, you know, if you're going deer hunting, try and do it in one shot. You know, get a good lineup on the kill and don't let the animals suffer. I don't know why I got into hunting all of a sudden. I do want to go hunting. I have a coworker uh, that I want him to co take me hunting one day. So I would need to get my hunter safety and all that stuff. Which shouldn't be that hard. I mean, freaking the valley I live in. I looked on, like, the official, you know, federal hunter, Utah hunter, whatever site. And it's like, there are 12 instructors in this valley. So, I think I'm okay. Like, I think it'll be pretty easy to get if I do get it. But, I do want to go hunting someday. And just like that slap, I want to stalk my prey and line up that shot. For that satisfying moment. And then, you know, freaking deer meat, man. That's cheaper than buying all the amount of meat I'd get off it just from the supermarket. Also, I feel like hunting deer is way more ethical than, like, just buying a steak from, you know, that stupid gross farm out in, I think, Fresno or wherever, California. Like, the world's largest cow farm place is gross and bad for the environment so if you get all mad about people going hunting and eating the animals that they kill themselves step off go blow smoke up someone else's butt anyway that is just one of many stories i have with nicholas and the shenanigan shenaniganry that i got myself into and, you know, I'm still getting into shenanigans today. And still getting into shenanigans with Nick. I mean, not nearly as much, but, man. See, I feel like there are two types of people in this world. Well, that's, it's obvious. I mean, when people say that, it's obviously not that cut in stone, black and white sort of a dichotomy, but... I think there are people that make friends in high school. And those are their friends they keep the rest of their lives. And then there are people that make friends in college. And those are the friends that they have for the rest of their lives. And then there are, you know, people that make friends post-college. And those are the friends that they have, I don't know, maybe like the first place you move to out of college where you start your career sort of thing, and, you know, my dad made some friends in high school that he still kind of keeps in touch with, but he made a couple friends in college that he's a lot closer to these days, so I think my dad was a make friends in college that you're friends with the rest of your life, or I definitely was make friends in high school that I'm friends with the rest of my life, so I mean, some of those neighborhood kids, like, man, Adam, I knew since I was, like, three, 
Tyler, I've known since like six. Uh, Nick, we met in ninth grade, didn't really become friends until sophomore year and high school, really became friends senior year in high school, like really solid friends. James, we don't know when he came into the group, but one day he was there. It's just like one day we were just chilling on the couch. And it's like, I turned to Nick, and Nick's like, and I'm like, hey, it's cool that you invited James. Like, he's really cool. And Nick was like, oh, I didn't invite James. Like, hey, Adam, like, it's cool that you invited James. James is really cool. And Adam's like, I didn't invite James. I thought Jason invited James. And I'm like, I didn't invite James. So we're like, when did he get here? Where did he come from? But James is dope. So I, I really think, like, I made friends in high school that I would like to be friends with, you know, my whole life. Because I feel like, I feel like my friends that I made in high school are the ones that I relate in terms of, like, we developed together, right? We went through those awkward phases of life together. We worked together to figure out what we were doing with our lives where in college like I mean I got married my junior year of college and well I got married right before my junior year of college and it's like after that you know I didn't have roommates so it's not like I was buddying up with a bunch of dudes broing it out and making lifelong friends that way. Although the roommates I did have, like, I'm really glad I met them. I don't really keep in touch with them. They're still cool guys, you know, friends with them on social media. see what they're doing every now and then. One guy's, like, doing a biochemistry startup where he's, like, making kits to help schools and kids learn biochemistry and chemical engineering and that stuff. Biochemical engineering. So he's starting a non-profit startup with, like, two of his classmates. And that's one of those things where it's like, yeah, he probably, friends he's making in college will probably go with him for the rest of his life. Because the two friends he knew in high school that he came to college with, they're already so, like, in different parts of the world. One is, like, Air Force, I think. And it's stationed, I don't know, at what base. And then another just got married and is moving to Europe. So there's that. So I think his high school friends, he's like, you know, they they all split up. And it's like, yeah, my high school friends, like, I'm an hour away from where we grew up and two hours away from where they all are right now. Like, all of them live in Utah County. And then I live two hours north in uh, Cache County. So they're all down there. And, you know, some of them are roommates. Some of them live in, like, apartments right near each other. A couple of them are married, but... Oh, and then I have one really good friend that lives still in where we grew up in that area. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're the people I want to hang out with. And I've, I've definitely, you know, my wife met some friends in college. 
and we're still friends with them. So I'm closer to my wife's friends that she met in college than my friends that I met in college. And I think that's okay, right? And I mean, I'm making friends at work. But I don't know, maybe Ryan will be a lifelong friend. Who knows? I'll probably want to keep in touch with him. Because I think it's the people that... You, you need to go through challenges with people in order to become really good friends with them. Or for any relationship to work, for that matter, like your marriage, boyfriend, girlfriend, like, going through challenges forges relationships. And, you know, I wasn't with the guys at college long enough to really go through many challenges with them. Right? We didn't... We didn't face a adversity together like we hardly saw each other because two of them were so busy (laughs) I was definitely the lazy one in that well not the laziest one but one of the lazy ones um so it's like yeah you know you go through a lot with people in high school and I feel like not everybody gets to just grow up with some people like you knew these people in kindergarten and you're the best man at their wedding right they're the best man at your wedding um you 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 forge the fires of friendship when one of you gets dumped and the rest of you are there to be like bro we got you we got your back we're here for you Um, when you see one of them succeed and have a great life event, just going through the awkwardness of junior high and high school and trying to navigate the slippery slope and waters that is life, those are the people you really become great friends with. And sometimes one of your best friends just needs to kiss your girlfriend and then you need to slap them two months later. And that's what will forge your friendship. Man, I went way off on an existential type tangent there at the end about friendships. But, you know, I, I like thinking about the good times, the bad times that I had with my friends. And sure, sometimes I'm like... I wish I could go back to those days where we were we didn't have a care in the world, we were just in high school, nothing mattered. We could just be dorks. Cause sometimes life as it is now, though I wouldn't trade it for the world because I have a beautiful, amazing wife, and we have a healthy baby on the way, and you know I wouldn't trade those for the world. But it's a lot more responsibility now. And there are just some days where I'm like, I just, I don't want to have a care today. And I want to go back to the days where I didn't have any responsibility. I made some dumb decisions, though. (laughs) So hopefully I'm learning and growing and being more wise in my years. But, And I wish I got to see those guys more. You know, we live two hours away. We're all busy, going to school, starting careers, starting projects like a podcast that I do on my way to work. That takes up a lot of time, ladies and gentlemen. Like, It is a commitment to schedule out those 10 to 15 minutes while I drive to work 
and then coming up with something to talk about is really hard. And I feel like it is, I'm doing something great and amazing for society. And I think that my effort should be recognized. And sometimes, sometimes I just feel like I don't get the love I deserve for the hard work that I put into this. Every day I do it. Okay, I mean, not the weekends, but every weekday I do it. (laughs) And I would love to be able to have those friends that I made in high school. Because I think... I think we're all, like, creative creative guys. Like, Nick's going into film, and Adam's going into music, and Tyler's going to be a doctor, and, you know, James has had some rough patches, and he's still trying to figure out what he wants to do, but that's okay. It's like, we're 24. I mean, I'm almost 24. We're 23 and 24 years old. We don't have to have all the answers right now. But I wish I was closer to them so I could collaborate with them a little more. Like, I I want to work with them on things. Work with them on projects. You know, this right here is a solo project, but I'd love to incorporate them and to add them in. And to bring them on and start something with them. I mean, we have ideas... But it's like, they got college, I've got a job, we're two hours apart. It's it's hard to corroborate and to work together on something that we want to do and something that we want to make. Because we do have ideas that we think would be so fun to do. And so fun to make. But, you know, I'm I'm trying things on my own, I guess. And... I still... Still keep in touch with them. Still want to hang out with them. I think they'll be my friends for life. I hope they will. I hope no matter the distance, I still try and make an effort to see them as much as I can. Also, another tangent for right now. We do... It's the holiday season, right? And so a lot of people are throwing parties. And we, as a group of friends, always try and throw parties every year, you know? We like this time because it's time we try and schedule time together. I just said time three times in one sentence. Now I said it twice in that one. So we try and schedule time to hang out, to be together over the holidays, get to see each other a little more. And we have a rotation like, okay, uh, Caden and Courtney do Halloween, uh... Amy and Jared do Thanksgiving, uh, Tyler and Jenna do Christmas, and Team Tebs does New Year's. That's what we did last year. Um, now, they all live in the same valley. Uh, one of them, one group, Kate and Courtney, they live, you know, where we grew up, so they're right in between where I live and where they live, or where the Utah Valley people live. So... It's a lot easier for all of them to get together because they have to travel only an hour to either get to the central point of the two ends or an hour to get, you know, to where the majority of people are. Where us, it's like, okay, 
we're at, we at least have to go the hour at least more often than not we got to go the two hours so last year my wife and i we missed both the friendsgiving and the christmas party like we just we just couldn't make it and then this year we freaking were ready to go all pumped for the halloween party and then we got freaking food poisoning so that sucked so we missed that and now we're gonna be with family uh going down to vegas for thanksgiving so we're gonna miss the friendsgiving so i hope and pray with all my might that we can at least get to the christmas party and see him for christmas because if we can't i'm gonna be very upset Because I haven't seen them in so long. It's very sad. Um, and then hopefully we, my wife and I, can throw the New Year's Eve party again. Last year we had a couple people sleep over and then I made breakfast for everyone. and It was fun, but also there were some things that kind of made it a bummer. It's, it's just, these days it's really hard to get all of us together in one place at one time. It's so difficult. But, you know, you try, you try the best you can. And everybody grows up and life goes on. And I feel like at least we're trying to make the effort. We're still keeping in contact and we're still trying to make the effort. And that's what makes me happy. Because we're trying. It's not like we've given up hope. Anyway, I'm I'm finally going to end this. I've gone on enough tangents. You've heard enough of my tangents on this episode. It's a longer episode. You're welcome. Because I put a lot of work into this, and I just don't get the recognition that I deserve. I hope you know I'm sarcastic when I say that. Anyway, thanks for listening. Tebs Talks, I've got, you know, 40 other episodes of me just rambling on about dumb crap. And uh, I'll, I'll catch you next time tomorrow morning, promptly. Uh, usually I record it usually at about 7.40 on my way to work. Uh, upload it right when I get to work at or a little bit before 8. And then it hits the various platforms. I don't know the time frame of when it hits the platforms. Google Play usually hits a couple hours later and that's the one I check. So yeah. sometime Monday you should see it, the next one. <laughs> anyway, see ya. Thanks for thanks for listening. I love you so much. Support places are support places. Links are there. I don't want to talk about it. Okay, bye.